0: This is the second Sunday of the Easter season, the first Sunday after Resurrection Sunday. And our text for today is John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. And this is taking place on the evening of the day Jesus had the resurrection. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As a father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. Grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This first Sunday after Resurrection Sunday is always Doubting Thomas Sunday. Okay, it's not actually labeled Doubting Thomas Sunday, but the lectionary is always the account of Thomas saying, prove it to me. Today's text picks up right after the resurrection text. It's the evening of the Sunday when Jesus rose from the dead, and the disciples are hiding in the upper room where they shared a Last Supper with Jesus. Earlier that day, Mary Magdalene had burst into the room where the disciples were hiding with the exciting news, I've seen the Lord. The tomb is open and empty, and I saw the Lord. He spoke to me. So why are they still hiding behind a locked door? We're told they're hiding for fear of the Jews. Yet when Peter and John heard earlier that morning that the tomb was empty, they ran straight to the tomb to see for themselves. They did so knowing full well they could run into the Roman soldiers or even the Jewish leaders they feared. There's no evidence that the Jewish establishment was looking for them. In fact, the high priests were sure that the Jesus movement would fade away once they got rid of the so-called Messiah. So why did the disciples not spend the day looking for Jesus after Mary's encounter with him? Perhaps they were afraid of running into Jesus. After all, while Jesus hung on the cross, every one of the original disciples, except John, ran for the hills, lest anyone think that they were Jesus' friends and followers. Each one of them promised Jesus they would never deny him. Then each one of them did just that. But what about now? Did they not believe Mary? Or were they afraid what she said might be true? What we do know is that a locked door does not stop Jesus. That evening, Jesus appeared among the frightened disciples and said, Peace be with you. He shows them his wounds so they would truly believe it was him. And Jesus never says a word about their betrayals and denials. Instead, he gives them the gift of his Holy Spirit and gives them a commission to spread his word of forgiveness. When Thomas returns, the disciples are excited and elated to tell him Jesus was there. Thomas cannot believe this wild tale. And who can blame him? He saw his Lord beaten and crucified. The notion that a dead man was back alive, walking around is not easily believed. Thomas only asks for what the others have already received, to actually see Jesus in the flesh, wounds and all. I wonder why Thomas is labeled the doubter when the other disciples who have seen the risen Lord are still behind a locked door one week later. Thomas actually believed enough to stick around another week waiting to see if Jesus would return. It takes faith to wait upon Jesus. Once before, Thomas had showed this faith. When Jesus hears that his friend Lazarus has died and he wants to return to Bethany, the other disciples try to talk him out of it. After all, the last time they were there, they received death threats and had to flee the area. But Thomas alone sides with Jesus. He says, let us go with him so that we may die with him. Now those are the words of a follower of Christ. Those are the words of faith. Like Thomas, many today yearn for proof. Just give me some data. Show me a sign of Christ's presence in my world. Give me something that the darkness does not overwhelm me. Show me, Jesus, that you are present in the midst of cancer, opioid addiction, chronic pain, death, hunger, oppression, war, sexual exploitation, neglect, pollution, a loveless marriage, panic attacks, global warming. COVID-19, this tomb is too deep for me to see the light. Where is Easter? Show me, Jesus, that you are present in the midst of cancer, opioid addiction, chronic pain, death, hunger, war, sexual exploitation, oppression, neglect, pollution, A loveless marriage, panic attacks, global warming, COVID-19. You see, this tomb is too deep for me to see the light. Where is Easter? Show me Jesus. And he does. Jesus came to the first disciples in the midst of their fear, confusion, and doubt. He came speaking peace. He breathed the Holy Spirit into the midst of their anxiety to be their present comfort and strength. Even more, Jesus keeps showing up. He came back a week later for Thomas. He went out of his way for just one person that he might believe and therefore have eternal life. And he keeps showing up. He comes for us week after week in the word, in the baptismal waters, in the bread and in the wine. He comes for us daily when we read his word, the Bible, in online daily devotions, and when Christian friends check in with us. Faith is not a rote response to doctrine and creeds. Faith is the freedom to question and to doubt. For some, faith comes easy. For many others, faith is work. It's hard. It's a struggle. And the good news is that Jesus is present in the midst of that struggle, and he will not leave. He will wait upon you. He's committed to the relationship even when you are not. And he will bring you peace. The story is told about Albert Einstein, you know, the brilliant physicist from Princeton University in the early 20th century. Einstein was traveling from Princeton on a train, and when the conductor came down the aisle to punch the passengers' tickets, Einstein couldn't find his. He looked in his vest pocket, he looked in his pants pocket, he looked in his briefcase, but there was no ticket. But the conductor was gracious. Not to worry, Dr. Einstein. I know who you are, and we all know who you are, and I'm sure you bought a ticket. As the conductor moved down the aisle, he looked back and noticed Einstein on his hands and knees searching under the seat for his ticket. The conductor returned to Einstein. Dr. Einstein, don't worry. I know who you are. You don't need a ticket. I'm sure you bought one. Einstein arose and said, Young man, I too know who I am. What I don't know is where I am going. Well, the good news of Easter is that we know where we are going. We have been told by the Savior that his life and death and resurrection has promised us life eternal. And closed church doors do not change that promise. COVID 19 does not change that promise. Unemployment does not change that promise. Neither does divorce or bankruptcy or cancer or depression or felony or failure. Through elation, And deflation and every emotion in between, this truth remains. We know whose we are and we know where we are going because the Son of God has promised. And this, my friends, is faith. A faith that knows the peace of God that passes all understanding a peace found only in Christ Jesus. Amen.